Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of History's Mysteries. Now, for this episode, we are going to start our series on ghost ships. Ghost ships, if you do not know, are ships that are found either adrift or they are, um, oh, what's the word, uh, run aground, but they do not have any crew or humans on board when they are found. Now, the first ship we are going to um, look at is one that you probably already know. It's called the Mary Celeste. It is. It was a American registered merchant brigantine. It was found in the Atlantic Ocean off the Orzos Island on December 4th, 1872. It was discovered by the Canadian brigantine Del Grata. It was at partial sail. A lifeboat was missing. The last log entry was from 10 days before the Del Grata found it. The cargo was intact. The personal belongings of the crew and the passengers were undisturbed. Now, on board of this ship was the Captain Benjamin Briggs, his first mate, Albert G. Richardson, the second mate, Andrew Gilling, the steward, William Head, William Head, and several seamen. Now, these seamen were Volker Lorenzen, his brother, Bors Lorenzen, Arian Martins, and Gotthold Grudschel. Sorry, I know I butchered some of those names. Also on board was the wife of the captain, Sarah Elizabeth Briggs, and their two-year-old daughter, Sophia Matilda Briggs. Now, they did have another child, the captain and his wife, but he was with relatives because he could not miss school. Um, the Mary Celeste was originally launched in 1861 under the British registration as Amazon. Now, she was transferred and re-registered in 1868 to the Mary Celeste, and I, there is a maritime superstition that boats renamed and relaunched will come to a mysterious end. Now, after she was found, there were some salvage hearings in Gibraltar. Sorry, I know I, I could not speak there for a minute. And they brought forth several possibilities as to what happened to the Mary Celeste, one of which was mutiny or piracy, and the number one theory for the piracy was that the Del Grata crew actually caused what happened, or somebody else could have. And then there was also a conspiracy to carry out insurance or salvage fraud. Some other hypotheses, the alcohol fumes from the cargo affected the crew. There was some submarine earthquakes water spouts, an attack by a giant squid, or paranormal intervention. Now, as for the insurance fraud, after she was given back to her owners in 1885, her then-captain deliberately wrecked her off the coast of Haiti, 
Haiti as an attempt of insurance fraud. So that could have been the second attempt of insurance fraud by that company. In 1884, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle actually wrote a short story based off of the Mary Celeste, but called her the Marie Celeste. So there has been some confusion about Marie, Mary, but the actual name of the ship is the Mary Celeste. Now to get into the Gibraltar hearings. On December 23rd, 1872, the examination started. It was carried out by John Austin, and he noted cuts on the bow that was thought to have been made by a sharp instrument. There were possible traces of blood on the captain's captain's sword. It did not appear to have been damaged by heavy weather. There were no signs of collision. There were stains on the ship's rail that may have been blood. Conclusion of the report was that the crew members murdered the captain, his family, and the officers in a drunken frenzy, then cut the ship to signify collision, then abandoned the ship in the lifeboat to an unknown fate. No one from the ship was ever seen again, so there is no known so the fate of the crew is unknown. And one of the people to have uh, carried out the examination thought that Morehouse, who was the captain of the Delgrada, was hiding something. Specifically, that the Mary Celeste had been found in a more easterly location and the log had been altered by, by the Delgrada. Now, in January, on January 15th, 1873, Winchester, who was in charge of the um, inquest, asked when, or he currently owned the Mary Celeste, asked when the Mary Celeste might be released. He wanted to get her cargo delivered, and the examiner demanded a surety of $15,000. Now, Winchester did not have this money. So he was unable to do it, and Flood thought that Winchester might have deliberately engaged a crew that would kill Briggs and his officers in order to semi-commit insurance fraud. Now, on February 25th, 1873, Flood released the Mary Celeste. He was very reluctant to do that. And two weeks later, she left Gibraltar for Genoa with a crew headed by Captain Blatchford from Massachusetts. On April 8, 1873, salvage payment was decided. The person who, dis- who co-owned the Mary Celeste Cochran announced that the amount was 1,700 pounds. Now, this is only one-fifth the total value of the ship and cargo. One authority thought that the award should have been twice or even three times that amount due to the level of hazard bringing the ship into port. Now, let's go into some possible explanations of what happened to the Mary Celeste. Now, we've already gone over what the foul play could have been. It could have been crew mutiny, piracy, anything like that. (coughs) Excuse me. Now, for the lifeboat, the transfer of personnel to the lifeboat could have been for safety reasons, and then the safety line may have split. 
the crew may have thought the ship may sink or explode, and the rope was cut, not untied, giving the theory that the one lifeboat was used to abandon the ship quickly, so as they had quickly gotten into the lifeboat, dropped the lifeboat down, and then realized, oh shoot, we're still attached to the boat. Let's cut this line so we can be free of the boat. It might explode. It might sink. But like previously stated, we do not know because no one from the ship was ever found. No bodies were found. The lifeboat was never found. Now some natural phenomena that could have caused the Mary Celeste some issues. It could have been abandoned after a false sounding. The sounding rod was found on deck, and sounding is what ships use to tell if they are taking on water. So the they could have thought that the ship was taking on water. Water spout strike. Now this is when water shoots up into the sky, kind of like it's more accurately described as a um a water tornado. Now, you've probably seen pictures of them. I'm sure in 1872, if you had seen a water spout, you wouldn't have known what was going on. You would have freaked out. You would have thought the world was ending. So that could have been, they could have found a displaced iceberg and they could have thought, oh no, we're going to crash into it. Let's abandon ship. We're not going to be able to turn in time. Um, anything like that, but there's no reported damage to the ship of a uh, collision, so they wouldn't have actually hit the iceberg. A submarine earthquake could have also happened. This could have caused the cargo to release fumes. And in 2006, Andrea Sella of University College in London actually created a model of the hold of the Mary Celeste with paper cartons representing the barrels. And using butane gas, he created an explosion that caused a considerable blast and ball of flame, but left no fire damage in the replica hold. So if something like that happened, then there wouldn't have been any damage to the hold. They wouldn't have known that they would have been fine. Um, who knows? Now, in November 1884, the owner of the Mary Celeste filled her cargo with worse, with a worthless cargo, then misrepresented it on the ship's manifest as valuable goods. Then they insured her for 30000 U.S. dollars. Now, this would be $900,000 in today's money. <coughs> Excuse me. In December 16th, they set out for Port-au-Prince. On January 3rd, 1885, she approached the port and Parker deliberately, who was the captain, deliberately ran her aground and ripped her bottom out and wrecked her beyond repair. He sold the salvageable cargo for $500 to the American consul there and stated and um, claimed or started insurance claims for the rest. Once the consul reported that he what he 
bought was almost worthless, the ship's insurers actually began an investigation as for the ship's cargo. In July 1885, Parker and the others that were in on the conspiracy were tried in Boston for conspiracy to commit insurance fraud. Parker was also charged with willfully casting away the ship. The jury for the insurance fraud would not come to could not agree on a verdict on the insurance fraud because they did not want to prejudice the capital trial of that Parker was in for willfully casting away the ship. The judge actually negotiated an arrangement whereby the defendants withdrew their insurance claim and repaid what they had received. And then the capital trial was deferred. In the meantime, between the when the arrangement was made and the beginning of the capital trial, Parker actually died in, pro- in poverty three months after the insurance agreement. Another co-defendant went mad and another killed themselves. So what happened to the Mary Celeste? Honestly, I don't know. The submarine earthquake that caused the cargo to release fumes and then it exploded and but there was no damage honestly seems like a pretty good explanation but would the crew have had time to get the lifeboat out and get down into it um could it have been some type of paranormal phenomenon they weren't near the bermuda triangle so get that out of your head they were not near there so they did not they were not victims of the Bermuda Triangle there is other triangles but I don't believe they were near one of them could it have been aliens possibly we don't know could have been foul play based on the fact that they thought that the Del Grotta had actually found the boat more easterly instead of where they say they found it and that the um, ship's logs were altered is actually a very good possibility because the um, piracy was rampant during the 1800s. But we don't know. Well, Thank you for tuning in to our first ever Histories Mysteries podcast. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, Histories Mysteries podcast on Facebook and Histories Mysteries podcast on Instagram. Remember, always be curious.